Well, good morning, Mr. Ryan. Hello. You know what? I had someone tell me this morning that you always call me Mr. Ryan. And that's well, very formal of you, and I really appreciate it. No problem. I thought your name was Mr. Ryan, but you know, I guess we'll have to kind of look at our cards and figure that one out later. <laughs> yeah, what's Anyways, business card? It's time for MoWo Show. Let's do it. Time, let's do it. Everybody, welcome to the Mobo Show. If this is your first time tuning in, big heartfelt welcome. If you're a returning visitor, thank you so much for sticking with us through all this time. The Mobo Show is doing for Microsoft 365 what Stomp has done for garbage cans, brooms, and sewer pipes. How about that? There we go. We're, we're loud, we're brash, and we'll probably, um, I don't know. Leave you feeling a little uh, jazzed up by the end of it. Right on. Well, hey, that that intro every time, and I know it's only been two times so far, <laughs> that intro gets me jazzed up every time. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, another week, we're back to our we're back on our weekly format. We started last week with a very soft and quiet launch, and now we're getting the, the gears are moving, things are happening, and we're really excited to be here. And we've got a pretty full agenda today. Yeah, let's bring it on. Great rundown. Uh, excited for a couple of the features we've got a little later in the show, but let's get to. Yeah, so is episode 59, and we are recording this on October 20th, 2021. I always wanted to start off an episode like that where I just like capture the date and time. And yeah. um, I figure, I feel that's like what all the cool YouTubers are doing these days. So I didn't want to miss out on that one. Probably. Yeah. So on today's session, we're going to be talking about news. We have some news. We're going to be looking at the um, uh, some uh, stuff that's come out through the Microsoft 365 uh, message center. So I'll be covering a bit of that. And then we'll be talking a little bit about um, some things in the new Microsoft 365 roadmap. So things that are in development. We'll see what that looks like because Microsoft just did a pretty big update to it um, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago tops. So we'll catch up on that one. And then... We'll, fe we'll finish off with a little bit of game, which will include some audience participation. Oh, be Ooh. scared. Be nervous. Get your buzzers ready, folks. Oh, I forgot my buzzer at home. Can I borrow yours? <laughs> we used to play games at work at the office where to ring in, you had to like squeeze a rubber duck or squeeze a whoopee cushion and embarrass yourself. <laughs> Good times. Maybe we'll have to bring back a digital equivalent of that. Or a digital rubber duck? Yeah, somehow. We'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. No, it's for later. Yeah. All right. Let's see if I can switch screens here. Oh, my PowerPoint's frozen. That's okay. That never happens. That never happens. In the <laughs> meantime, we'll just hit this little bumper. So right. first things first, we're going to be talking about what's happening in news and updates with Office 365. We want to make sure that you're up to date and you know what's going on 
in your Office 365 world. And yes, my PowerPoint apparently is still frozen. So we're going to have to just talk through this while I get this one figured out. Ryan, first thing that's coming up, and I know you're, you've liked this one before, is the improvement to OneDrive and SharePoint. They have a new and improved move and copy experience to yes. for their web apps. Um, and this is uh, MC288642. This is the code, the ID code that they put into all our message center IDs. So you can kind of follow all the news and features that come up from Microsoft as they roll out. Um, so basically what's happened is Microsoft has changed that interface um, from, it used to be on a side panel. So if you go into the web app for OneDrive and SharePoint and you want to move a file from one folder to another or from one SharePoint site to another, et cetera, it just opened up on a little panel on the right, which was, you know, it was okay. It's okay. Fun. Yeah. Not intuitive for sure. Again, uh, for the everyday user who may want to move things from one SharePoint site to another, um, super common, actually, when when we do, when we talk to customers about migrations and moving to the cloud, I would say there's two camps. There's the first camp that will spend time, especially if they're moving from on-premise servers, spend the time cleaning up their shared drives, um, their letter map drives. They're going to spend the time ahead of time and then move into SharePoint and OneDrive after that. And then there's the other camp that will just say, no, take everything the way we've got it today and we'll sort it and clean it and rework our permissions and everything and sharing. Uh, we'll do that second. And the folks that do that cleanup on um, on SharePoint and, and in OneDrive and in the cloud, that move to move from site to site, um, the, the copy, the move, it's mm -hmm. always a little bit kludgy, to be honest. And I think the thing that always confused people the most about this is the ability to, is that, moving things to SharePoint was always a bit more confusing. And ultimately what happens is now everything's kind of under a very unified menu mm -hmm. or a very like, it's a big window where you can see all of your SharePoint sites under the quick access label. You can see all your SharePoint or OneDrive folders, sorry. So you can always have that available. It's always, it's a little nicer. It's a little cleaner. Um, can't get my screenshots working. So we'll just have to kind of move on without that. Uh, so that one's coming down in, I believe, early November, or that one's starting to roll out now. So the only other little little side bit about this one is that um, uh, it doesn't really change anything in the back end. So the same limitations apply that exist today. So I think you can only move about 500 items or so in the web app. So if you want to move a ton of data um, from, let's say, your OneDrive to SharePoint or vice versa, or from one SharePoint site to another, um, there are still the same limitations that apply, 500, 600 items. So just be careful with that. And if you have a ton of data you want to migrate, call your IT professional. Call IT. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Always call IT. Next up on the list, let's keep this train moving. Passwordless sign in with the Microsoft Authenticator apps for your mobile apps for one Android and one uh, sorry Android and iOS. Um, basically, what's happened here is they've they've made a little change to those apps that's coming down. Um, it started rolling out early October, but basically, right? And you've used, do you use the Microsoft Authenticator app? Hundred percent. So. Yeah. Perfect. So what happens today is when you need to authenticate, my, the apps will send you a, um, a code on the screen that you have to type into your browser to say to show that you're authenticated. Mm -hmm. And it kind of works like a multiple choice. It'll give you like three different numbers, and then you have to pick the right one that's on the screen. They're completely removing that and just making you type in the number that's on the screen. So instead of giving you an option of three numbers to choose, you have to actually type it in yourself. Okay. 
college university students everywhere are sweating bullets right now. Multiple <laughs> choice questions are gone. What I have to write in the answer? This is the, the universe. This is the college and university student in me that's that loves multiple choice questions. It's always C, right? It's always C. <laughs> There's a radio no. station that had like this like little more this little thing where they do multiple choice questions uh in the morning for like a game show with the audience but like part of the theme song which is kind of based on the adams family theme was the answer is always c and yes 90 percent of the time it's always true that's funny but folks the passwordless future is here it's coming and this is going to be a big big part of how we work mm-hmm. and how we prove we are who we are when we say we are where we say we are um, authenticating, multi-factor authentication. This It's October, it's still cybersecurity month, so we can kind of get a plug-in for that as yeah. well. Um, multi-factor and passwordless is a future that's very much here to stay. Absolutely. Next up, official Yammer communities. Ryan, you know what this means? You get to talk about Yammer for a minute? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is a massive update. No, it's really not. Official, uh, what makes it official? Um, it's a checkbox right next to your Yammer name. <laughs> okay. Any questions? No, nope, thanks you, for coming. Thanks how do you get official? How do you get official? So basically, the uh, your network at your Yammer network admin mm-hmm. can designate certain communities to be official, which means this is really more of a communication standpoint for your users in your organization to know, hey, this one is an official um, Yammer community okay. um, from someone in your organization that's got all the information. They're like an official source of data versus gotcha. the what the communities that are kind of built by anyone else in your organization. So. Okay. Ultimately, you just get a little checkbox by your name, kind of like a little official Twitter like, account. Makes and, sense. Okay. Yeah. I see. So it's not a interest community, perhaps, on Yammer. You know, we have the running club and we have the social club. It's the CEO's office. It's the executive mm-hmm. director, communication, such and such. You got it. Gosh. Um, okay. Yeah. So that one's coming down the pipe. If you are a user, uh, if your organization does use a lot of Yammer communities, this is just a little tool to help you just like help you and your groups and uh, your network, uh, your, sorry, your Yammer community admins know who's official and who's not. And you can do that right in the settings. I believe that one is rolling out starting um, this month. And uh, I believe it'll be done early December or sorry, early um, November. Right on. So, that one's something to look forward to while everyone else is going, oh, wait a minute, what's Yammer again? Is that Skype? Is that like <laughs> Skype? No, go, if you're watching on YouTube, go afterwards, after the show, go to our YouTube channel, uh, the homepage. We have videos sort of arranged by uh, Microsoft 365 app. Go into the Yammer, search Yammer on our YouTube channel. Uh, we've done a lot of great videos where Alex is, has gone through really cool use cases of Yammer, how you can integrate with SharePoint and Teams as well. Let's go check it out. Next up on the on the old list, Microsoft Teams is getting new search results. So I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but ultimately this is one of the bigger ones I thought was really cool in the um in the message center. And ultimately, um, this is something we've been waiting for for how long? Forever. Uh, yeah, well, search, search hasn't always been a strong suit in mm-hmm. Teams. I mean, some of the filters that they added not too long ago um, are helpful. I use that, I would say, daily. Uh, if I'm trying to find a message from someone or a keyword that I posted in a particular team or channel, that's nice. But 
I think you could probably do a little bit more work as far as making search in teams consistent with search in SharePoint or OneDrive or other places mm -hmm. around the property. So this one's a really cool one. Um, they basically redid the entire thing. So it's supposed, it allegedly does, it provides faster results, more accurate results, and actually breaks down the content. So it looks okay. a lot more like the Microsoft 365 search we all know and love, which you Good. see at office.com and across the rest of the platform. So it's Good. finally reaching Teams starting early November. So that's when it'll start rolling out to all users. So looking forward to that and seeing how well that one works out. So we'll be putting that one through its paces pretty soon. Definitely. Next up, Microsoft is releasing a brand new feedback portal. So Ryan, you might remember a couple months ago or earlier this year, Microsoft announced that they're basically decommissioning all of their old user voice communities. So if you're not familiar with this, user voice is kind of the official, non-official. Actually, it was official because it was actually mm -hmm. run by Microsoft employees. Um, but it was a third-party tool that Microsoft used to um, allow people just to go in and provide feedback, report bugs, and vote and comment on other ideas. Yeah. So if you've ever been to those communities, they started probably getting a lot long in the tooth. There was items that were really old, a lot of redundant posts, because if you wanted to post something, you had an idea for, you know, some feedback, suggest a feature. Mm -hmm. You have to try and figure out yourself if someone else had suggested that and then go in there. And I don't know about you. I've gone through those. I've done this many times. I was a very, I was very active on the user voices mm -hmm. and ultimately you'd have 10 or more different variations of the same feature people are asking for. But the real problem here was, at least my problem here was that Microsoft, a lot of their Microsoft's policies on this is that uh, certain posts had to get to a certain threshold of upvotes before they'd even breathe on it and look at right. it. And if you have 10 different posts of the same asking for the same feature, the you're basically the, yeah, it, yeah they don't count that they don't right. look at that and, and maybe they do in the back end and they don't tell you but ultimately it's mm -hmm. like hey there's you know everyone's asking for this but they're not gonna if they don't acknowledge it because it hasn't hit five thousand votes well it's kind of a moot point so ultimately i'm hoping this user this new portal addresses that problem by allowing you just to combine and attach all these different ideas that were submitted into one unified idea. Yeah. So that way everyone can kind of see what's been voted on and ultimately get some more features and just really bring attention. It's a really cool yeah. thing that we're getting. And that one's going to start rolling out in preview in late December. Okay. Um, so it's only going to be available in English in most markets, but it'll be available in, oh, sorry, it'll be available in all markets, but in English only to start off with. Okay. So next year, we're going to see a lot more of that new uh, feedback portal in the new, um, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that too. I've sent, I can count a, a ton of times where I've sent customers to user voice where I found someone's made the request for the thing the customer is asking for that this app or that app doesn't do yet. Um, changing planner email notifications. That's the one I've sent. I've sent tons of customers to go to that user voice, uh, you know, that particular entry, and and upvote it because I know, you know, if it gets enough upvotes, maybe they'll put it on the on the engineer's uh, to do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Um, next up, praise history. Ryan, Microsoft Viva praise. We've asked for this in the past, and I think Microsoft listened. Basically, right? Yeah. But they, I don't know. You might want to check for bugs behind your um behind your pictures there. Basically, <laughs> so 
Praise history. If you've ever used Praise in Microsoft Teams, it's a tool that came out a couple of years ago. And ultimately, mm -hmm. what would happen is that if you wanted to send someone praise in your hybrid environment, we can't see anyone walk over to the desk, pat them on the back, buy them a cough. It's a little harder now because we're not in the same place anymore. So with Praise history, you can with Praise, you can send people a little thank you, send a little drawing. We use that a lot at the office just to let someone know that we care and we've noticed the hard work they've put, that they've put in. Right. But one thing that we had an issue with is where does it go? Where does it live? How do we see that again? And how do you, um, I don't want to say quantify. That's the wrong word. Uh, but like a score? I mean, there's there's always been a like score, a... Because that still yeah. falls under quantify in my yeah. mind. It's ultimately just a place to see where you've received all of your right. uh, praise. Like a chronology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if managers, it's not clear if managers will be able to see everyone that they've given praise to and be able to quantify that for like prizes or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the point of using the praise tool, but ultimately as an individual, you can at least see it all in one place to, you know, if you're having a rough day and you can go, Oh yeah. You know, people like me still. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need it. Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> that's the spirit. Okay. Ryan, this next one's got me a little fired up and you Ooh. know why it's got me fired up. Shoot. Lists in Microsoft teams comments and at mentions on list items in teams all right so folks this is a rant very, alert rant yeah, alert here we go so this is a, a very poor title for what seems like a simple concept so if you're not familiar with microsoft list my, um this one came out last year spring last year and it's ultimately an evolution of sharepoint lists so we've we've had lists in sharepoint for a long time microsoft built a brand new um, front end for it and made it into its own kind of unique app that you can use for individual lists or continue using lists in shared groups using sharepoint and what they did what they have done is they added comments in the teams app so you can add a list to your channel tabs and you can comment on there at the item level so if you're working on a project and you've got something you want to update an action item or at mention someone you can do that in teams and then a few months later they came out and maybe i'm getting my timeline wrong on the time the things got the order things got released but at the same time and though microsoft lists web app or using sharepoint basically anywhere but teams they added a separate commenting system so you'd have comments at the item level in your team channel and then you'd also have comments at the item level in sharepoint so and they don't talk to each other and they're not merged so if you comment in one it lives in one not the other and vice versa so last year i went on a bit of a tire a bit, a bit of a rant on that one a and bit earlier this year just a little bit of a rant just okay. a little bit so ultimately this year they announced that hey they're bringing a new unified feature they're they're unifying them they're bringing those comments that you make in sharepoint so if you go directly to the list in sharepoint or in the lists web app you'll see them in teams so they're updating that teams experience you can see all those comments that were made in sharepoint but here's the crutch they're keeping the individual comments in teams so you can see all of your comments from sharepoint in the team channel at the item level as well as all the comments you made using the teams app that was originally there so you're still going to have two separate methods to comment on your list items one that lives in sharepoint one that lives in teams mm -hmm. and the change here is that they're bringing those sharepoint comments into teams so you can actually see them all in one place 
So ultimately, you can still make a choice and you just use the ones in SharePoint and still use them in Teams. Yeah. Or we can have an exclusive Teams-only side of comments. This hasn't released yet. So I haven't seen it in action. We don't know what it looks like. But ultimately, this is one that kind of made me go, you are so close. You are so <laughs> bloody close. And you just missed Missed the mark. It by that much. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I, I've, I've experienced this more coming from the SharePoint side of lists. Uh, just because of the number of automation projects that I'm involved with, we always sort of rely on SharePoint lists, which we know we can work with in Teams. Um, but again, it com comes back to that commenting at the row level uh, is nice because you don't need to make a column for comments if it's some internal process. You don't need to share the value of that field. You don't need to use it in your automation workflow. Uh, it's handy. And that was a missing feature for a long, long time. Uh, but you're right. Having to do it in two places is still not right. Having to do it in two places that still don't 100%, you know, sort of coexist is just missing the mark. Yeah. And ultimately, this is, you can, you can chalk this up to Microsoft giving you multiple ways to do the same thing. But this still leads to, this can still lead to a lot of adoption confusion when you have people making comments in one place and making comments, other people making comments in another place on the same item. And if you don't know where those comments live, people are just going to be like, well, why are we doing it this way? Let's just go back to chat or email. Yeah. So, no, not email. Way. No, not email, please. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, well, you know, to each their own, to each their own. Different strokes for different folks. Next up, view switcher for Microsoft Teams meetings. So what this means is that if you want to switch your view in Teams from the normal gallery to the large gallery to together mode, that you had to go, you had to find that by clicking on a, a three dot menu and then it was kind of buried in there. What yep. Microsoft has done is they've actually moved it into its own little side menu that can access anywhere and change these into, like at will. So okay. basically, you've just taken that feature of changing it from large, medium gallery, or regular gallery to large gallery to together mode and put them in their own separate menu so it's easy for people to find. So that's yep. a really big improvement for the Teams meeting experience in my book. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, and they're probably doing it because Zoom does it that way and, you know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So that one is going has started rolling out or is going to start rolling out in quote late October. Mm -hmm. And you'll see it on the top left corner of your team's meeting. I don't know if it's coming to the web experience. So at this time, I'm going to guess it's only for the desktop experience. In the meantime, the web version typically gets these features added late. Um, so hopefully we'll see that in the near future and get to try it out. But I'm happy for that one because that's just a quality of life improvement for people that are just really new to Teams and not familiar with that experience. Yeah, yeah it gets hidden. Yes. Next up, private drafts for SharePoint pages and news. So this one's really just for people that do a lot of authoring in SharePoint. If you write news in SharePoint or just write a lot of pages. Um, ultimately, if you want to create or modify a page, um, anyone can go in and mess with your drafts. And now this new feature allows you to add, click a little checkbox next to your draft button that says this is a private draft. I don't want anyone seeing it and I don't want anyone messing with it. Right on. So if you select that, the page is locked and only you can edit it until you've published that page. Um, that one is starting to roll out in late October with a standard release beginning in early November. Nice. No, I can see this absolutely being useful. You've got an internal memo, press release, whatever. We're not emailing it anymore, folks. We're not sending it as an email. We're going to post it in our SharePoint site, and it's going to roll up to all of the different news viewers across the org and to our hub site. Excellent. 
but if it's something sensitive or it's something you know time sensitive something that not everybody should see until it's released mm -hmm. uh, if you've got other members with you in that sharepoint site that can post news yeah they could go take a look and that may not be what you need yeah absolutely so ultimately this is just a quality of life improvement again i love those ones because they just make the experience yep. overall a little bit easier and a little bit nicer for all next up focus focus time experience in microsoft viva teams app um ultimately what this is is for users of the viva insights app in microsoft teams you're going to have what's called focus time experiences so do you use focus time in viva ryan yes do you know what yep. this is yeah, so not, I'm not re not religious about focus time, um, but I know where it is. I know how to get to it. It is a great feature, absolutely, to uh, put some recurring time for you to focus or to study or to answer emails if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with this feature, basically you can go into the Insight Viva Insights app. It's now called Viva Insights, not just Insights, Alex. Right. Terminology is updated again. Um, you can schedule, you can book off time in your calendar in your day for focus. And this, this basically turns your uh, calendar into do not disturb mode for right. that slot. So you won't get any notifications from teams or email, and you can just dial into the work you got to do. And the focus experience takes that to another level by adding um, focus headspace, focus music. So Ooh. the headspace um, app, if you have that in your tenant, it's not available mm -hmm. to everyone. But if you do, you'll have access to focus music or headspace music and a focus timer. So you actually get to see a little clock that counts down how much time you have in your focus time before that expires, which isn't the most relaxing thing to me. Anytime now, I doesn't any it defeat kind of, the purpose of focusing? That's not what I glancing at the clock. Hmm. I'm like, do I really want a countdown timer when I'm trying to just like focus um, and just kind of dial in? So I don't know. As long as it doesn't beep slowly, like impending <laughs> doom, I should be okay. Um, a little a little side note this if you don't have access to the headspace focus music you'll have access to uh, breathing exercises when you go into focus mode so if you just need to take a step back from work and just kind of like uh, recenter recenter get used to your, get yeah. used to just like you know moving around getting um, out of your head and from a busy meeting that'll be available to you starting late November right on and the headspace the headspace stuff is really great if you haven't checked it out again go in teams and, and search up in the apps uh viva insights go check out the the headspace there's some stuff you can get for free uh that you can go through it's really high quality uh if you need to decompress if you need to get your mind sort of in check after a busy morning or after a busy afternoon um, please do go check it out it's really cool absolutely uh next up this is an update to microsoft stream so uh last year all of your recorded meetings were moved. Everything's kind of moving into OneDrive and SharePoint, essentially, from mm -hmm. Microsoft Stream's old web app. And one of, like they're slowly starting to add some better features to this, and this is one of them. So basically, as a video owner, if you upload your video to Microsoft Stream, or sorry, to um, OneDrive and SharePoint, you'll have access to some new toggles that allow you to uh, modify, like see uh, transcripts and comments in the web player in the browser. So ultimately, this just gives you a bit more control and a, a few more function, a little more functionality using the new stream web player for videos that are saved in OneDrive and SharePoint. So quality of life stuff again, love mm -hmm. seeing these 
And ultimately, these are things that we kind of lost when Microsoft was making this transition from the old stream player to the new one that you're starting to see in OneDrive and SharePoint. It's a little faster, it's a little cleaner looking, but it's missing a lot of the features we had and still have technically in the old stream app. So we're seeing this come into play is really nice. And then we're look I'm looking forward to seeing more of that. All right, Ryan, last one. New retail, new SharePoint mm -hmm. templates. There's four mm -hmm. of them. Okay. Four of them. And I'm going to rattle through these really quickly. Um, if you are just looking to set up a SharePoint site really quickly, you don't really want to spend a lot of time learning how to design them. You have templates available to you as a site owner. And these are new ones that Microsoft has released, um, two for retail and one for nonprofit. Um, one of them is a retail management one and the store collaboration template, which allows stores just to set up. If you run a retail shop and you're using Office 365, you could set up a quick SharePoint site just to help you manage your operations and get some collaboration going. And the other one is for nonprofits. It's a new volunteer center. SharePoint site, which allows you to bring your volunteers into this one site to find key info, uh, learning learning materials, and even connect to other volunteers. So again, it's a template for yeah. SharePoint that you're just getting out of the box to just help you get set up a little faster. And one for volunteers is a good reminder that you can actually bring in external users into your SharePoint environment so they can work together and collaborate and do the things you need them to do. So that's a, that's a really cool thing. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, Microsoft's given you the wheel here, so you don't have to to reinvent it. Um, leverage these templates and hit the ground running. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, you ready for the Microsoft 365 roadmap? Let's do it. All right. First off, though, Let's First explain off. what the road. Let's explain to mere mortals what the roadmap is all about. Please, it's not. It's not literally that thing that is is crammed in the glove box that you pull out every three years when you're really doing a deep clean on the car. You ever do that? You do a deep clean on the car and you find stuff from 2007, that old mix CD from college. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely have done that maybe a few times before. Um, Ultimately, this is um, it's a nice new tool that Microsoft has actually updated their roadmap lately. Yes. Okay. Um, so I don't, it looks good. It's largely looks the same, but they've updated a lot of the product information on the side, allow you, uh, they've added some new release phases, just to allow you to find the stuff you're looking for a little faster. And ultimately, it just gives you a nice little um, place to find out what's coming up, what's launched, and the order they're actually coming out here. For so sure. if you have a certain feature you're looking forward to, you can definitely get to them from the roadmap here. Is there anything you've been looking forward to seeing, Ryan? Uh, you know what? Changes in in Teams. I know they're working on a new sort of lighter, faster app for Teams on the desktop. So we'll we'll see what that has. But I can see, okay, you're filtering by Teams over on the left. And then these are all of the Teams features that somebody's working on somewhere. Yeah, and there's a lot always going on here. Stuff mm -hmm. for the gov stuff for government users, stuff for uh, public users, and there's a lot of stuff happening here. Let's see if we can filter out for. See if we can filter out for stuff. Oh, so new or updated? So let's, so let's see what's new within the last month for Microsoft Teams, and we're going to see some of the stuff that we just saw, like we were talking about a minute ago. Mm -hmm. um, support application screen sharing for Teams. Okay, so I guess that's um that's phone. Those are. Uh, phone devices, Teams phone devices. 
uh, VDI is like virtual desktop, Citrix, oh. remote desktop stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Government cloud, Department oh, of Defense yeah. stuff here, Cortana for Cortana. EDU. Ooh. Yeah. Here's the uh, focus time experiences we just m- mentioned a moment ago. Right on. Um, yeah. Global sign. Ooh, what's this one? Global sign in and out. Okay. From for frontline workers. So you can kind of see what this is all about. And ultimately yep. you can, allows you to keep track of which feature has been delayed again for, um, um, for another year. No. And yeah, absolutely. If you're into, to following the, the goings on or, or what you can anticipate coming from Microsoft to, all of these different apps and properties across 365. This is a really, really cool resource. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of my favorite ones. I really come here a lot because it's something that I like to use um, just to see when things are coming, if they've been released, and ultimately um, when we can actually expect to see them come out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, there's not a lot hit my mic here sorry about that everyone's eardrums there's not a lot that i'd ultimately like you you mentioned wanting to see that new later version of microsoft teams coming out i'm waiting for the same thing for OneDrive for business but i am very excited to see something out coming coming up for teams a new later browser experience i think everything's kind of turning into web apps these days right yeah yeah do you think we're going to see something at ignite this year potentially and for those that don't know, uh, Ignite is a, a developer and uh, professional conference Microsoft throws each and every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a good time for us sort of in in the industry to go and see what's coming down the road, um, how we can prepare, how we can work with, with customers to, um, again, adopt and acknowledge and train on a lot of these new features. And if you've been paying attention to, to Teams and Microsoft 365, is some days it's like drinking from a fire hose and uh, conferences like Ignite are a nice way to do it all together as, as sort of an industry, as a community. And, and again, to go and get directly from Microsoft what the changes are are coming to these apps. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's something I'm really looking forward to because this is this used to be where they would share a lot of like the really big stuff coming down mm-hmm. the road. And ultimately, it was one of those things I just, I don't, did it ever happen? Did it ever, like, sometimes they just hold everything back from us and until then. And then the last couple of years, it's been, hey, here's everything we've already kind of announced and everything that's already kind of coming down the pipeline. The last really big Ignite um, announcement I got excited for was, probably can guess, Yammer, because that was like a really big deal. They had just mm-hmm. gutted the entire thing, started it up with all their new fluid and fluent components. It was a really cool thing. Definitely. No, and, and it's exciting for us because we get to ingest, digest, bring it back to the everyday user uh, and, and sort of boil down how these things are going to impact how you get your work done every day. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You ready for feature versus feature? Feature versus feature. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. First things first, Ryan, let me explain how the feature versus feature works, and then you're going to kick it off, and we'll just show you how this works. So this is going to have some audience participation. If you're not watching live, that's okay. 
because you'll be able to vote right afterwards as well. Ryan and I are each going to compete with our own favorite feature of the week. It can be a brand new feature, can be an old feature, doesn't really matter. It's kind of what has been helping us in the past little week that's really just changed how we approach things, or maybe something new that we've seen change for one of our colleagues. So Ryan, you're going to get to kick off with the first one. And we're keeping score, right? We're going to keep score. Yes, There's got to be gonna... some game to this. Oh, yeah. So let me. So how we're going to do this is we're each going to pitch one feature and you're going to get to vote on the one that you like the most that has resonated with you, the one that's impacted you the most, or the one you just think is a little more interesting. doesn't really matter. Vote however your heart leads you. And we're going to have a Twitter poll up on our uh, Twitter account. We'll have the information in the uh, show notes. We'll have the information in the chat. And you're going to get to vote for the one you like the most. And next week, Ryan and I are going to see who wins that battle for the next one. And we're going to keep, keep, we're going to keep score moving forward. And Ryan, we didn't really decide if we're going to have a prize at the end of this, maybe bragging rights or maybe buy a coffee or buy me a well, car. Uh, no, uh, uh, whoa, whoa. Don't get to, <laughs> I mean, a toy matchbox. Sure. I will find you the nicest toy car I can find. Okay. So um, I was, I was going to say, you know, if the car is too much, those new Apple laptops are a little cheaper. We can look at those too. <laughs> no, I think you can get a couple of cars for the price of one of those Apple laptops. <laughs> All right, Ryan, please All explain right. your so, feature of the week. For sure. And, and this is not something incredibly new. Um, maybe not incredibly sexy to most. It is the humble at message. And I'll show here a couple of slides where you can use the at message or the, the at message in um, in two different ways. Uh, in email, I use this all the time. And I had a colleague that had the at mention light bulb go off and, and she messaged me. She's like, oh, that's how you get everybody's attention in email. And I said, yeah, you know, I don't love sending email, but when I do, I use at mentions a ton. And you can see here on screen, you can type in the at symbol and start typing someone's name or an Office 365 group if you have those set up in your environment. Great way to get someone's attention because in Outlook, when they receive the mail, they'll see the little blue at symbol, uh, whether it's in desktop Outlook or Outlook on the web, it's just going to draw their eye to it. When they open the message, it's got their name highlighted. The at mention is highlighted. So when you need to delegate tasks or you're working on a project and maybe outlining next steps, really super way to get people's attention focused on what you want them to focus on or their takeaway, let's say. Mm -hmm. You can also use at mentions in Teams. And again, great for getting people's attention on a specific post or a specific message in a group chat. You can, again, um, grab individuals by typing the at symbol and then a few letters of their name. Or you can go ahead and um, get whole teams and whole channels. You can at mention a whole bunch of people at the same time. Again, really, really great for getting people to focus on something. It will show that in their notifications in team that they've been mentioned in a thread, in a post, in a chat, and um, gets their attention in a very easy way without being too over the top, I would say. Yeah. It, what's the phrase? Get attention with at mention. Ooh. TM. What are your feelings? What are your oh Microsoft has already TM that one, I'm pretty sure. So what are your feelings on the use of channels? The, there's the at channel and the at team mm -hmm. at mention. So one will mention the entire channel and one yep. will mention the entire team. Um, I mean, if you're in a channel, you may be part of a team already. Um 
I guess you could use those two interchangeably, no? I find, and I might be wrong about this, uh, let me put that up front, but my understanding with the at channel, the only people I get notified are, people, are the ones that follow the channel itself. Okay. And the at team will mention everyone in the team. It's like the ultimate reply all. And, I use, and discussion. Hmm? Yeah, I use the at team way more than, than at channel. There's a there's a lot of controversy with the at team because there's a lot of people that feel it can be abused and they're right that definitely can be abused. So if you don't have a rule around mm -hmm. when and how to use the at mention, so you're not just spamming people with notifications all day long, um, you might want you, you also have the ability to turn it off as a team owner and or and limit who can use it to mm -hmm. some degree at least okay. so it's a really it's a really good feature um use it wisely especially the at team because if you use it too much you might lose it focus mm -hmm. on those individual names and you'll keep everyone happy and keep their inboxes a little cleaner for that one no yeah. one likes the reply all and no one wants to be at mentioned daily because they can <laughs> be distracting and i believe in some cases well they definitely do override do not just they don't override do not disturb but they do override, um, I believe, the busy setting. So you will get a notification if someone at mentions you directly. I could be wrong about that one, but I believe they are a little, a little more powerful. So mm -hmm. use, use your powers wisely. Right on. My choice of the week, my feature, is categories. Your Outlook categories are finally in Microsoft Teams. Finally. <laughs> okay, so what does this mean? If you're not familiar with what Outlook categories are, they basically just allow you to um, create custom tags or categories for your um, uh, your appointments in Outlook. So you can tag them as you know, great color categories, green, blue, red. You can rename them. So if you have certain types of meetings that you need to keep track of, you can label them as a certain category to keep a record on them. So those have finally made it into Teams meetings, which means those meetings finally have a little, your Teams calendar finally has a little bit of color to it. You can also go in here and modify um, from the calendar app. You can actually modify the categories right from here too. At least feed right in from Outlook. You don't make them in Teams. You cannot make them in Teams as far as, I'm, as, far as I know at this point. But if they exist in your Outlook, then you can bring them in here and start categorizing your different meetings. Um, the only thing it doesn't work for is channel meetings. And meetings that you do not, you're not the owner of. Makes so sense. just something to keep in mind. There are some limitations of that. So you can see there's, there's little channel meetings in here. You cannot categorize those, but you, if you made the meeting yourself, if you're the organizer, then you can definitely leverage it yourself. So, and folks, I can guarantee, because mm -hmm. I know that Alex's calendar is as bright as a rainbow. I know you you leverage categories a ton in in, in your calendar. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 like, I love having some, I, I use the colors for some visual indicators of which yep. meetings, well, which ones I care about. Sometimes I use them to kind of keep track of what I'm doing in my calendar. So I'm not necessarily assigning myself appointments, but I'm just putting things in the calendar to keep track of things that are happening in the day when things open. Um, the other day I took my gym calendar. Yes, like I'm putting on my, um, this is me going full nerd for a second right now. Put my entire gym calendar in there. These are just like the available slots. So how my gym works these days is because of COVID restrictions. Um, you have, they have like cleaning blocks every hour, every 90 minutes. And they're like, they're, so every time I go to, I've been going to this new gym, I always end up going right at the start of the stupid cleaning block when they're closed and they kick everyone out. 
So I took my I took the schedule they had on the wall and I put that into a, like a one off Outlook calendar that I just made from scratch and I put all the appointments in and it looks really good. I don't have an image of it here, but ultimately it just allows me to go in and see, okay, when can I actually go to the gym? And and so that way I'm not just stumbling in at the worst possible time these days. Right on. And then you color categorize that, you know, is a personal that that's the gym thing with that color. Absolutely. So those are our two features. Ryan, you're at mentions and mine, me with my categories uh, uh, from Outlook, finally in Teams, bringing some life into your uh, your Teams calendar. Um, we have a Twitter poll. Um, Ryan's going to share the link with with everyone and we'll have it up on our, if you're watching this later on and you're not, you can't see the chat, we'll have this in the show notes and you'll be able to see it on our Twitter account as well. Ryan, what's that Twitter account called these days? Uh, you just use twitter.com slash team Moo. Team Moo. Like the it. poll is right there. I have a feeling, Alex, this is going to be a really close one. I bet all of the Outlook fans out there are like, yep, Alex is right on the money. Um, that said, my tip kind of works in Outlook too, kind of works in Teams. So we'll see how close it is. And then next week, uh, same time, same place, we will reveal the results. But uh, twitter.com slash teammowo. I'll get that in the show notes. Uh, if you want to drop a comment, even in the YouTube chat, uh, we can uh, we can kind of keep the conversation going between shows as well. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Ryan, it's about quarter two. I think it's time we wrap it up. Right on. Say goodbye. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Um, we record these every week at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays live. So come join us and join the chat check out what we're doing online um we also have our twitter account t- at team moo this right. is that right okay 100%. i'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna get used to that soon, <laughs> that sooner or later um have a great rest of your week everyone ryan thank you so much for your time this morning always always a pleasure yes no thank you so much and we'll see where uh, we'll see who the winner is we'll see who comes out on top next week uh i know the rundown for next week's show is already starting to chalk up with some great topics so Folks, be sure to subscribe if you haven't, if you're watching right now on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, hit the little bell icon, because that's going to let you know when we're going to go live. And we do a, we do our best to schedule these ahead of time. So you'll get, uh, I think it's an hour notification, half hour, and then right before we go live. Uh, if you want, put us on while you're working, minimize YouTube, listen to the soft sounds of our voices and when you hear something that sort of resonates or we start talking about an app or a feature that you use each and every day in microsoft 365 come back and let us know drop us a comment uh, again on youtube let us know what you're thinking follow us on twitter there to vote in the polls and uh, we've got lots more planned for the coming weeks so we hope to see you back take care everyone